Hello and welcome to Interview with DJ Nocturna. If you're watching on my YouTube channel, please like, subscribe, and share always. I have, uh, I want to say a big congratulations to the founder of Project Records, Project with a Record Label Project, Sam Rosenthal, who's with us today, and the one and only promotions manager who's a, whose name is, has been, I guess, um, legendary to the Project Label. I got Shay. Yes. Yes, you were. Hello. I, yeah. How are you guys? Thank you. Thank you for joining me. And again, Sam, the second time I, we did an interview, I think it was last year. It could have been a year or a year and a <laughs> half ago or something like that. And Shay, you know, um, you came to Hawaii. We, we met here back in like, I don't know. I don't remember when a few years, a few years ago. It was, a, I remember it was a brunch. Yes, it was brunch. I, I, I remember yeah, you we- biked over there. <laughs> yes, we did the pixie bikes. <laughs> And that was like a that was like a last minute thing, you know. So um, I'm so yeah. glad, you know everything happens when there's a last minute thing. You meet people, and it becomes a memory, and you remember that. I remember little details about that place as well. And um, and I was just telling Sam how congratulations because this is this is so monumental, right? To have this 40th anniversary, a record label that has been around that has been like I grew up listening to to project even before I was a DJ. I was buying music from Project. And I, I, the reason I remember it because I remember some of these labels, some of these bands that I wouldn't have known if it wasn't for a project. Yeah. And I, I'm going to mention just a few of them because it's true. Lycia, Voltaire, Voltaire. I mean, uh, Spiritual Front. I got to give credit to, to Sam for that because I, he recommended uh, the uh, Armageddon Gigolo, which is like one of my favorite albums of, of all. I still love that album. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, Tear Wave, Faith and Disease, Love Spirals Downward, you know, and even Trance of the Sun. Because a lot of these labels, even though they had another label or whatever, I, I couldn't find it. You know, I lived in, uh, I think at the time I was living in Guam. And um, I, I couldn't find these things. And that's, you know, it's not available. It's not like, it's not like the way it is now. We didn't have the internet, that kind of stuff. So Project was the way to get it. And so these are things that, um, and also, I'm sorry, I'm talking too much. I didn't give you guys a chance to talk. <laughs> but I got to mention that another thing is your Christmas album, which is so special. You had that Excelsis and the, you know, those, um, a lot of these, I wouldn't have known these bands if it wasn't for, for these for these Dark Noel and A Cat Shape Hole in My Heart, you know, all these classic stuff, right? The samplers that you, that you provided to to listeners. And if anybody's listening out there and if they, were, if they were a project fan and supporter, they would know exactly what I'm talking about. So, so tell me, <laughs> tell us how it began. I know it, it began like 1983 or something like that, right? Yeah, I was making a fanzine in Florida when I was still in, started in high school. And they're, like you're saying, they're bands that people hadn't heard or didn't have a way to hear. And so I put out a cassette of, I don't know, 10 or 12 of the bands I was writing about. And so that first cassette in what did we figure it was July 83, I think, something like that. Summer of 83 was the first cassette. And it was really just a way so people could hear the stuff they were reading about. Yeah. Wow. I can't believe how long ago that was. Even even attrition was one of the was a, was in the label, right? Once upon a time. Back in the in the early days of attrition. Yeah, attrition a best of recollection was pro twenty. Eight. So it was the 28th release, and that was in 1989, I think. Yeah. And they wow. were the 
they were the first thing on CD that wasn't my band. So they were kind of the first band people heard of as another project band besides Black Tape for a Blue Girl. Yeah, and then of course Black Tape for a Blue Girl. And and one of the things I love about Project is that it, it had that ethereal, I don't know you call it, um, uh, you know, the all the labels as there's a specific style. And you know, just like just like four AB has specific style. And I, I guess Project I I could compare it to the American equivalent of four I mean, you know, which was easier to, for me to to access actually because I it was a United States label, right? I mean, back yeah. I mean, I'm sure you got the mail order catalogs we were doing back then. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. that's kind of what we did before the internet. We I printed tens of thousands of catalogs and mailed them out to people who there, there was like a little bitty ad in the back of Spin magazine and Sassy magazine, and so many people wrote in for a catalog from that, and so it was. You, were, you mentioned Trance of the Sun or Faith and the Muse, and they were on tests, but we sold tons of them through the mail. I know, yeah, no, I, I, I couldn't get tests. I mean, to be honest, um, I know it's, I, I couldn't get it. The project was the one. And you were at, in New York at, at that time. No, I, I, well, it depends on which time, but in the 90s, I was in Chicago, and then very end of the 90s, I went to New York. And okay, Shea yeah. Started, you started Shay In New York, two, right? Two years after I moved back. Right. I think we both moved to New York City in 98 or 99. And um, we just really met up because we, our common connection was Lisa Foyer, of course. And so I started working with Sam in late 2001. So how did you guys, how did you guys connect it? Oh, um, with- well, through Lisa, who was my wife at the time and my son's mom. And she knew you from Atlanta, I think, Shay. Like yes. Yeah, so she had been dating um, a guy in Atlanta who I was friends with. So I really met her in the Atlanta scene. And then I moved to New York City in 1998. Wow. So, Sam, yeah. you, you know, you were to think back at what 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 do you think was the first label, uh, the first artist that you uh, sign up? Well, so, I mean, I consider love spirals downwards and lycia kind of the first artist because attrition already had records out for eight years i think and i think those Spirals downwards and lycia were the ones that were brand new bands that no one had heard of before project and so the kind of the finding artists thing always really thrilled me same with voltaire i mean he had been playing in new york for years but the devil's bris was his first release that I know, yeah. he had a cassette but it was the first release that people really got to hear so i like that part of the label is finding people to put out yeah and then to to you know for to to continue on to continue you know up to this day now you got the 40th anniversary so what do you think was the besides having you know dedicated you know shade being so dedicated as a promotion manager and your determined your your determination <laughs> and your endurance and all of course all the all the devoted fans i mean what do you think like kept project because a lot of labels they just slowly disappeared right yeah i mean i think that right at the end of the 90s project was like well known but also like financially in trouble <laughs> we just had put out so much stuff and spent a lot of money but it was determination i think at that point to get through it and take care of all the you know issues and so project got very small for a while as far as it was only lisa and i for a while and then shay came on and that 
let's see, when was that? That was 15 years into the label or something like that. And definitely there was a lot of people interested and kept it going as far as, you know, customers, people who wanted to hear the music. Um, but I do think after it got through that hurdle, it, it it just sort of had the momentum to keep going. You know, there was enough interest. There was enough really interesting releases that were available. And I think the biggest problem for labels really is they, they just got it dead. Either they paid too much for things or they made too many records that got returned. And I think project was lucky in a way that I had to deal with that problem before CDs crashed. I mean, Shay remembers when we would sell so many CDs through the mail order. There's so oh, yeah. many CDs going out every day. And then it just dropped off in the early 2000s. But I had sort of already dealt with financial problems at that point. <laughs> well, I was going to say, it, project success is really Sam's complete um, dedication to doing the right thing by the artist. And I, that what makes me so proud is that I know that all the royalties get paid and we're doing the manufacturing in countries that you want to do them, do manufacturing in. But also just Sam's willingness to try new strategies. Um, you know, when digital first emerged, it was largely illegal. When, that's not cool for artists, but to try digital, like proper legal digital downloads and to embrace that as a new way to get music to fans where now you don't have to have shipping and the overhead of manufacturing, um, that's that changes the financials of a label-like project. Wow. Yeah, so it, I think it ends up that the artists get paid more now per release versus when we had to put a lot into making CDs. And, you know, sometimes we'd end up with 2,000, 3,000 CDs that were left over, and we had these costs that now digital allows more of that money to go directly to the artists. So what is Project doing now that's different from back in the, when you, you know, you know, like a few years ago, are, are you guys doing something different now with, with regard to the, to the label? I mean, I think Bandcamp came along, I think it's been 10 years now, but the last five years, Bandcamp has become so important for the connecting with the fans as they added more of a social aspect. Mm -hmm. So much of how we release records and let people know about it is through Bandcamp. And I'd say two thirds of the records are released at free or name your price that way, where, I mean, the digital part, obviously not the CD part, but the digital part is name your price. And it allows people to get the record without having to pay anything unless they want to. And that has definitely grown as a place that we connect to people who hear the music. Because at the beginning of the digital era, with iTunes being the big one, there was no connection anymore to the people who were hearing the music because they would buy it on iTunes, but we never knew who they were. And there was, you know, we used to get fan mail. We used to get letters in the mail that we'd send to Lycia or whoever. And that just sort of disappeared. So Bandcamp now, in the last five years, we've been really reconnecting with the people who care about it. So that's a good thing. You know, one thing I love I love about Project is the I I kept I keep the CDs, you know, even the ones I bought many many years ago. I don't sell them, especially because I know, uh, you know, how people just give them away, or the, because I know the quality of of CDs are better than digital, right? Digital kind of fades a little bit, you know. So I I I I like CDs and and you know and vinyl because they really stay they last longer. So, uh, you know, people out there who are listening, you know, keep the CDs and, you know, keep buying music and supporting these artists because uh, I'm telling you that, I mean, a lot of these artists are like one of a kind, you know, 
They really truly are. I mean, where are you going to hear Trance of the Sun? I mean, big shout out to them. I, I'm a big fan of Trance of the Sun. I mean, they just have a, I so, you know, I, all of these, all of these artists, they're just unique in their own way. And Project has a way of, I connect it to Project. Just like I connect the, the labels for 4AD to 4AD, you know? And one thing about Project, it has its own like aesthetic, you know, the beauty of it, even, even the, even your, um, your, your, um, font that you do for project is one of a kind right you just automatically identify with it and I'm, I'm glad you spell it differently and not the way that it's spelled like with a c so people can actually find it on on the internet which is which is uh that was great thinking 40 yeah. years ago that was <laughs> yeah because imagine if it was especially now you click on something oh project oh c c c so if somebody's spelling it that way they won't find it right Unless they put record on it, and then maybe it'll pop up, and they'll they'll see your picture, and they go, "Oh, there it is." <laughs> but you know, it it is special. So congratulations to to being for the. So what do you guys have planned for this like um monumental, one of you know because you're only gonna hit forty once, right? And then then you got you gotta wait till fifty now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you guys have a. Uh, I mean, that's great. I mean, you know. B big shout out to Ethan Marolis, you know. Um, he always puts out all these great bands. Well, yeah. I think we're celebrating by uh, putting out a, an album a week pretty much this year. It's been really busy um, just finding a lot of great new artists to release and building the brand, like you said. You know, so much, of, of course, the music is the focus here, but Sam's visuals and his graphic design are part of the package that brings people to project, like you said, and keeps the loyal fan base there. So how, how does that work with the with the design of the of the record, the cover of the albums? Because you know, yeah, they, I, I've probably just, I've probably designed sixty or seventy percent of the album packages and the covers. Sometimes artists have an image, and then I work with them on the font for mm -hmm. a cover. Yeah, um, but I. I that's, that's, I didn't go to school for it. It's just something I realized I was good at. And and like you say, I mean, I think the difference between 4AD and Projects is we've now had a lot more albums out than 4AD. So I think there's much more of a variety of looks okay. where when you're thinking about the very classic 4AD era, um, there was a very, very specific 4AD look from Cocktail Twins and um, Dick and Dance's Mortal Coil. There was just, you know, the, uh, sorry, uh, forget the designer's name at the 23 envelope. Um, yeah. But I think I always want to make sure that the artist's record looks like that artist's record to keep enough difference between artists that you know, oh, that's an Eric Wolo cover or that's a Lycia cover. So what what are the genres that you would identify with Project if you have to specific? I know there's uh, neoclassical, gothic, dream pop. Shay? Dark wave. <laughs> Just for um, some I mean, listening and they're not familiar, you know? Definitely. I mean, dark wave envelops uh, yeah, even the shoegaze stuff. Um, but, you know, these days we're really known for the dark ambient. I mean, that's dark where ambient. most of the releases are these days. And that kind of is a almost like a space drone specialty within that bigger umbrella. Um, Sam, do you want to elaborate? Yeah, there's some that is kind of space, but then there's there's a number of Italian artists who are more on the kind of drone ambient side. And I don't know how it's worked out that I think there's five current Italians 
on the label, there's two people from Australia. And then, oh. you know, you think about like countries you'd expect like Germany or England, and there's not really like anyone from those places, right? Unless I forgot somebody. But yeah, it's interesting how there's just, I guess, what I enjoy hearing that I focus on. And then the, the, the most prolific artist on the label is Steve Roach, who's yeah. a variety of ambient styles. And then Voltaire had six albums on the label, I believe. And so, like I said, it was finding new artists, but then working with them for years and years. And, you know, Shay started doing mail art, and you sort of connected with the fans. And then as you got into promotion, you were also dealing with like the press people who are, you know, part of yeah, how we get the DJs and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. But so Shay has had like all sides of it dealing with um different aspects of the label yeah definitely and she is also like my um external hard drive for my brain so she, <laughs> i know, you know she's like she's amazing 22 That's years a, I think my first job function is a uh, external hard drive <laughs> <laughs> well yeah i mean there, so I think- there's many years of people we've dealt with that i'm sometimes not quite remembering what happened what who that person was right and uh, you know part of the reason that sam and i do work so well together is we shared an office in new york city for we actually worked together for 12 years before sam moved to portland and i stayed in new york city and then i did move to los angeles uh in 2020 so it's been really nice to be on the same time zone now um, but the reason that we do function very well with really an email and texting relationship is that we had 12 years of working face-to-face and, yeah. you know, dealing with the customers, dealing with manufacturing problems. I mean, there's, you know, all kinds of pitfalls and joys that come with running a business. And, you know, I, I remember when I did my show, um, it's called A Feast of Friends on KTUH 90.3 FM. And I did this for 16 years. So every Christmas, my show was Saturday, 6 to 9 p.m. So every Christmas, I would do a Christmas show. I, how would I play a Christmas a Christmas show, right? I would get the Christmas album, the Dark Noel and all that stuff you guys you put out. Because so everybody goes, oh, can you play that? Every year they would call and say, can you play that, uh, that song, the, you know, the Christmas song? The goth Christmas. Oh, holiday music is definitely Sam's favorite genre. <laughs> it's so beautiful. I mean, Thanks, you know, <laughs> because, you know, it's, it's the version of, uh, no, I mean, it really is beautiful because, you know, you have all this Christmas music that's played, that's overplayed every single year. And then you come up and then, and then they, people listen to the radio and they hear something with ethereal voices singing like the most beautiful angelic angel voices singing a, you know, a Christmas hymn. I mean, that's just beautiful. So yeah, those, are, Pat, those are wonderful memories for me, playing that and just, uh, yeah. Maybe I'll go back and do the show again for Christmas and I'll do that again because I think it's, it's. Um, I don't know if anybody does it anymore over there because I don't I don't know there's a goth show. I think I was the only goth show for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. Pat from the band Thanatos was the one who sort of proposed the idea of Excelsis in 95. Oh. And he was like, most of the Christmas records are either, you know, one artist or sort of trying to be funny Christmas. And he's like, what if we do a dark Christmas album that's not trying to be funny, trying to be, you know, what the kind of music we do just with Christmas and holiday songs. And so I tried to throw out 
the reminder that he was the one who started that whole idea, which I, know, I, 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 I think if you keep it going like a like a new version of different Christmas songs, I think it would be great, really. I, I think that will just continue to just evolve every year. Yeah, I think, well, Goth artists in this year. <laughs> well, Santos, Pat and I did a Christmas EP last Christmas that had four tracks, two originals and two um, traditionals. But there's, I know. And I guess Ethan has a Christmas EP with. Oh, yeah, yeah, he did. Yep, that's right. And I would play four years yeah. ago now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, Pat, Pat, Pat Ogle was on the show last year as well. Um, Thanatos. So people want to check that out. It's on, my, it's on my YouTube channel as well, with also with Sam. Yeah, wow. Well, you know, that's a, such a wonderful memory and thank you for for doing this again and continuing it on and i hope uh you guys continue to do it you know mm -hmm. so if, if somebody if a dj or somebody wanted to reach out play play the music or you know look at look at the check out the art artist how was how what's the best way to um to do that send us an email um yeah you know, on project.com there's lots of contacts um i'm shay at project.com s-h-e-a at project.com with a k um there's you can send us a message through instagram Bandcamp. we're out there and you know what these guys are one of the friendliest people so you know if you're listening out there and yeah continue to play the wonderful music that project brings out because uh it's hard to find music these days you know quality music and that's why we we do what we do. Sometimes we do it with love, <laughs> and only with love. And yeah, well, wow. congratulations on the fortieth anniversary of project. Thank you. Thank you. And you know, um, I'll see you in Hawaii, Shay. I hope you get you come back. I know you come here a lot. I know you guys fly here a lot. And Sam, when are you coming to Hawaii? Someday. I, I haven't know, been you, there since. Yeah, I mean, if you don't like the sun, you can cover up, you know. <laughs> I think I was there in 90 or something like that a long time ago. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, if, if, if you guys come back, you know, let me know. But uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I would it, love to have that. I know you come back a lot. I, know you, I, you, I see you sitting on the beach. I was there for Christmas, I think, but we were there to see family. So, <laughs> I mean, Christmas, I'm sure it was Yeah. Okay. I was just there for one day. So. I know, yeah. I know. Sometimes I, I see it and then you're already gone, you know? <laughs> I see it on Facebook. Oh, there's Shay. She's sitting on the beach and now she's some, She's in another state. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It's good to, it's good to travel. Definitely. All right. Is, is there is there anything new that you want to mention about project? Oh, and I know you have your uh, you're mesmerized by the sirens. Uh, you have that album, right? That's the latest one. So I did a Kickstarter to fund it, okay. and there's a two CD and the LP, which are, I think it's maybe August or September. It's going to be released. Right now, I'm waiting for the pieces to give to the backers, and then it will come out. Mesmerized so by the sirens. I love that. It's always yeah, was, so ethereal, so mystical, magical titles. I love your title. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that one I actually I remixed the album, so this new version sounds so much more full and so much clearer. And it's on so, vinyl, right? Yeah, it's going to be vinyl too. Sure. And also mini disc. I don't have one to show you, but little old mini discs. So. Yeah, so passionate. Love that. <laughs> All right. 
Okay, well, you know, thank you guys. Project project.com p r o j e k t for more information. Right. You want to check out the music, buy a CD, support their label and support the the scene. So it's good. And please share this video. Uh please like and subscribe and share. All right. Well, thank you guys. Thank you for joining me. Let me just put this off. Thank you. Thank you.